Well, Joel, again, this is Buck Benny speaking with my friend Bob and my friend Jim, and we are covering, as you can see in everybody's backgrounds, uh, ESP. So today we're sort of on the ESP week. We had another episode earlier on ESP. This one is In Search Of. I believe it's the 12th episode of In Search Of, and it's In Search Of Learning ESP or something about that. Anyway, uh, what did we think of the episode and so forth? Bob, you can start us out. Of course, I enjoyed it because it was always kind of my thing. Um, I think it was actually this one. I, I thought it was that we just covered a radio show from the 50s, which me and Daryl were both surprised that this was a subject back then. Me, I remember being really hot in the 70s, back kind of when everybody was like, you know, into getting into the sort of new age stuff. Um, but I think it's this one that actually mentions SRI, which is the Stanford Research Institute that did a bunch of research for the government on uh, ESP. It was a spin off from Stanford. Uh, I think they separated from Stanford in the 70s. But yeah, no, I thought I enjoyed the episode. I, th I thought that's, I love the scene with Nimoy and the kids. Yes. They're gonna, probably going to grow up in that. I, I hung out with Leonard Nimoy and did ESP research. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you think about it, all those kids are pretty close to our age now or something, a little younger probably than we are. But uh, that's just crazy that uh, you got to hang out. With, that, that they're going to be on this episode and see it years later. Uh, and it's just fun to see Nimoy talking to kids. It was different for uh, from all the other episodes we've seen. So I thought that was really cool. Um, just a, a fun episode overall, I thought. And uh, Jim, what did, what did you get out of the episode? Or what did you think was interesting? Oh, man, I wanted to share my screen, but you won't let me share my screen. I'll let you share your screen if you wish. Let me... Uh, you might have to cut this. No, I got it. <laughs> I was going to put it's up. now co-host. You can share your screen. All right. Oh, there we go. There we go. See? Let's see. Jim's taking it somewhere. Do we, Who knows do we where? see that? <laughs> you got the whole plane to yourself. The large group going to the psychic convention. I'll cancel at the last moment. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's okay. When, that's when you know you better leave the plane. <laughs> Yeah, it's like when the, when the psychic uh, people are leaving. See, yes. you know? now, now, how do I get back to my screen? Let's see. Oh, this one here. Okay, let's see. So, Jim's stuck. We'll, we'll have this be our background forever. That's fine. Oh, here we're back. Ah, hello. Anyway, anyway, that was a nice little no, excursion. I, 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 got, I got that. Got somebody sent me that. Or I saw that comment the other day. It definitely applied to this. Yes, yeah, it does. Um, it's like, yeah, we see that, you're like, okay, off the, I'm not, I'm not right. Um, but, uh, yeah, th th this one was, was pretty good. I, I actually, you know, I mean, we've seen a lot of that same kind of psychic stuff, you know, many times before. And, and actually, the part that I liked the best about it was when Leonard Nimoy was sitting at the table with the kids, he seemed, I, I guess, more human you know, you see him in shows and he's doing stuff, but this one, you know, he's sitting there just interacting with some kids. And so I guess, you know, at that point, you're almost seeing him more on a personal level. You know, he's sitting there just talking and playing with the kids. And so it was actually kind of neat to be able to see maybe a little bit of his, his personality 
you know, in, in that situation as, as opposed to just, you know, him standing there talking, reading some script or, or doing that kind of thing. I totally agree. I think I think that's what I, my feeling was too. And this gave you more insight maybe into how he was, you know, at, at his son's birthday parties or at, around his son and his friends and that sort of thing. I mean, uh, I just think um, it's just kind of humanizing to see someone with kids and how they interact with kids. And I thought he did a nice job interacting with them. Um, yeah. It humanized him. You know, it's, it's like, you could see him. It's like, Oh, he's like your next door neighbor that's just there and, you know, it's just like anybody else. It's not, you know, Leonard Nimoy, he's just the guy sitting there talking with some kids. Now, I will say, seeing him sitting with the kids and the kids and what they're dressed in and everything certainly makes the show seem more of its time or even more dated than the other shows we've seen. I mean, you're, you're looking at it and you're going, wow, yeah, this is definitely 70s kids and things. This is not... <laughs> 80s or 90s kids or whatever so uh but fun to see that and fun to see kids that were closer to our age when this show came on we were like 12 or 13 at the time and these kids were of course younger but uh still fun to see somebody uh in that era um yeah bob um Anything, anything else stand out for this episode for you that you thought was interesting? Any, was there any new information for you? Some of these episodes have stuff that you go, oh, I didn't know about that. Other ones are like, oh, no, I knew all that stuff. So, Yeah, not so much in this one. I mean, I think I just, yeah, like Jim and I said before, enjoyed seeing Leonard uh, interacting with the kids. That was probably my favorite part of it. So, so you guys were on a first name basis. Yeah. You, you and Leonard. You yeah, and, well, we were. You, you and Mister Nimoy. Yeah, we were tight. We're tight. <laughs> I just also hang out with Chip. Me and Spocky too. were hanging out and doing stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm also tight with Shatner and the. Uh, yeah, you, you and you and Bill. Bill. Yeah. Yep, me and Bill. You Bill. No, Bill and, yeah. Bill and Walter like hanging out a lot. I know that. So. <laughs> I guess, guess the other. Oh, you mean Wally? You mean Wally? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang out with Bill and Wally. <laughs> and, Lenny. And, and Lenny. Lenny. They sort of fight each other a lot. <laughs> that's what. That's what his wife called. Lots of fights with with everybody except for Leonard. He gets along with Leonard, but pretty much that's about it. <laughs> that's what his wife called him, Lenny, because I remember her mentioning that when he was dying, she said it was okay, Lenny, because he, you know, he didn't really want to go. Yeah. I don't know who really wants to go. Not many people, but uh, <laughs> you got to go. You got to go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the thing I think is interesting about ESP is, you know, people doubt it or whatever, but you, it's one of those things that almost goes beyond doubt because you'll see people do the cards, these stupid little cards that Jim has behind him, and somebody will be able to talk just generally be able to guess them far more often than your standard person. And so it's like, okay, obviously there's something going on there because this person kind of can know what's coming up and you can't randomly, if, if you were, if you kept going with that person randomly, it should all equalize out. But if it doesn't and they keep on having a higher hit rate than success rate with with the cards and other people there's got to be something to it i guess so well i mean they, yeah. they 
they even talked about that when they had the kids because there was the one kid that had matched them like five times in a row or something. Right. But like Daryl said, you got to do it over a long average, I think, because you probably could get short streaks where, you know, you might be able to just guess the cards for a short period of time. Right. I don't, I don't, I do really bad with those. I have no like ability at all. I'm like, I'm usually 99%. I'm more wrong statistically than I should be. Yeah. I don't know why that was. <laughs> it's definitely a start. I, I, Started I, I, <laughs> I feel the plus sign. Oh, it's a circle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to do it with Bob just to see his reactions as he got most of them wrong. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm not even being average statistically. This is wrong. Yeah. You there's, got inverse there's actually, <laughs> there's actually an Android app called ESP trainer where it's got those cars and colors and you can pick. I like really, I just blow at it. <laughs> ES, ESP trainer? Yeah. Oh, oh, there's ESP. There's an app for that. I think it's another SRI guy that did did that app. Uh, of course. Yeah. But the other thing I mentioned in the other episode is like apparently the Russians in the U.S. thought enough of it to try to do the, that thing called remote viewing, which is where they pick coordinates and then have somebody view and like sketch what they see in their mind. They're using. They were going to try to use it for surveillance. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what happened to the project. They say it got scrapped, the government, but I assume if it was successful, they went underground with it. If it wasn't, they just shut it down. But obviously they thought enough of the technique to fund it, so yeah. who knows? Well, they're definitely also research. giving people LSD to test abilities with LSDs. They, they, they did do that, actually. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's the, government, the government back then seemed to do a lot of really strange things. I mean, they probably are doing strange things now, but I don't think they're quite as doing kind of the weird things like they were doing before, probably. Well, if we don't get anything else from this episode, I certainly am going to be contacting Milton Bradley to see if I can license the Kreskin's ESP app and uh, <laughs> an app to go with that game. And I mean, I know that their risk and monopoly are doing well, uh, online on the apps, so why not Kreskin's ESP? I think that would be great. That's right. You know, and and, and in this show, they 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 show the the spoon benders and, and things like that as well. And yeah. um, should that should uh, should give uh, what is it the ama amazing Randy? I think his name is yeah. Randy, a, a, a shout out because he, he's like the anti ESP guy. Yes. That that you know debunks all the. I'm not sure. He, he used to have a thing where he like was, would pay somebody like a, a million dollars or something like that if they, could, you know, they could prove it. I think mean, wasn't there? A, there was a TV show he was doing too. I think where he had people coming and debunking. Well, them. I remember he would do the bending of the spoon thing and try right. yeah. that, and it looked really good. It looked like he had the power to bend spoons, but it's like I can't remember how he did it. He said it was con it was rubbing it and something else that would like. Yeah, I think the metal, the metal right there was different or something. So it was yeah, it would react to the heat easy, and so the friction of your fingers would cause it to melt yeah. or something. And, something yeah. like that. But uh, was, yeah, debunks a lot of them, and uh, I don't know. I just, I just like I say, I, the the card thing is just hard for me to debunk when I've seen it work so many times that I've seen. You know, you're like, okay, well, that person definitely. <laughs> 
does better than other people. Certainly does better than Bob. Um, <laughs> they go, go to Vegas then. Statistics do better than me, like random. I could just like throw them in the air and I do better. See, Bob is the guy that I want to go play uh, roulette with. And then every time he bets on, on one part of the board, I'm going to bet on the other part. And I think I would do well. So or if, if he's going black, I'm definitely going red. That's all I know. So. That's, that's because Bob sees the unseeable. So everybody else is going to see what that card is. Bob is going to see what it's not. Well, it's not. <laughs> There's Jim's insight for the day. That's right. <laughs> I told you. We had a deep insight from someone. Anyway, we'll let you enjoy this episode of In Search Of. It's a fun one. And, uh, and like we said, the, the best part is at the beginning, the interaction of Leonard with the kids. It's really nice to see. And uh, we'll see you next time for more In Search Of. Men on the Moon. The dream became reality in 1969. A number of the astronauts who would travel to the moon brought back stories of special perceptions they had in space. Astronaut Edgar Mitchell was so intrigued that on his 1971 voyage to the moon, he attempted a secret experiment. Mitchell tried to send telepathic images to four colleagues on Earth. The results were analyzed by mathematicians. They concluded that the odds against duplicating Mitchell's results by chance were 3,000 to 1. You ready? Okay, pay attention now. Think of what I'm thinking of. Here I go. The same simple experiment Edgar Mitchell performed from the moon has been performed by amateurs and scientists on Earth for 50 years. The results argue persuasively that something more than chance is at work. They also indicate that at one time or another, most people exhibit some ESP power. Children are often particularly sensitive. Perhaps that's because no one has taught them to laugh at ESP. There are newer, more sophisticated ways of testing ESP. Tests that seem to confirm some ability in people beyond what is considered to be the normal range. Investigators are beginning to find ways to perfect those abilities. ESP is real, they believe, and it can be taught to almost anyone who is willing to learn. that they have five senses. Extrasensory perception has been measured in laboratories. Many scientists believe it can be taught. This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanations, but not necessarily the only ones, to the mysteries we will examine. You know why you're here? Yeah. Why? Why are we here? Talk about ESP. ESP. What is ESP? Extrasensory perception. What does that mean? 
You know what I mean? You can predict the future. Predict the future? Yeah. You well, can read people's okay. minds. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. What did I just do? How do you know? I heard it. You just heard it and you saw me. That's right. You used two senses, right? We have five senses. We just use two of them. Hearing is one. Seeing is one. Smelling is one. Tasting is... Right. Okay. You get the idea? Feeling. Exactly. Exactly. My hand is on your arm, right? How do you know? I can see it. You can feel it and you can, can see, see it. it. Yeah. Two senses working. Okay. We have five senses. Now, there's a possibility that we may be able to tell each other things without using the senses. Without hearing, seeing, tasting, touching, smelling. That's right. Through your mind. That's right. That means extrasensory communication. That means outside of the five senses. Okay? There's a possibility. Okay, here we go. Each take a pad. The children are fourth graders from a Los Angeles area public school. They were selected on the basis of their enthusiasm for the experiment. None has had his ESP ability tested before. The test was designed by the late Dr. Joseph Rhine, a pioneer ESP researcher at Duke University. I have here a deck of 25 cards, and these are the symbols, okay? This is a wave, there's a star, there's a plus or a cross, a circle, and a square, okay? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to see if it's possible for you to read my mind, to see if we can communicate. There's no problem with this. It's going to be a very simple procedure, then I'll explain how I'll do it, okay? I'm laying the deck down here. I'm going to pick up one card at a time. Okay. When I pick it up and look at it, I will concentrate on the picture that's on the card, and I will say, ready. Okay? As soon as you get a hunch or a feeling or an idea of what that picture is, put a check on number one under the image that you think I'm looking at. Is that clear? Yes. Okay? All right, let's begin then. Professor Rhine gave this identical test to thousands of persons during his three decades of ESP research. With the aid of statisticians, Rhine plotted the scores that could be attributed to luck and the scores that couldn't. In this test, two children scored much higher than random chance would dictate. One child did worse than he might have done by simply guessing. Investigators call this phenomenon a negative ESP effect. The test was given a second time. Ready. 23. Ready. 24. Ready. 25. Ready. Okay, you got them all? Yeah. Okay, tell you what we're going to do this time. We all have the same cards. We all have a group of five cards. After the second run-through, it was apparent that some children who did well the first time had fallen behind. Other children, who scored poorly at first, did much better the second time. A new test was improvised to see if the children who were improving would continue to do so. I'm going to take one card, and I'm going to study it. I'm going to hold it right here. You don't know what it is. I'm going to study it. I want you to pick out of your hand the card that you think I'm holding. 
when you think you know what I'm holding, pick it out of your hand, don't let anybody see what you're doing, and put it on the table. Are we all done? Okay, we've all made a choice? Yes, okay, yeah. here goes my card. Now, turn over and let's see what you got. Very interesting. Okay, four of you picked up my message. But maybe, maybe I did a pretty good job sending messages that time, huh? Yeah. Four of you, four of you got my message, right? Okay, let's do it again. Shuffle them up. Okay, very good. All right, I'm going to pick a card. I'm going to concentrate on it very hard. See if you can tell what I'm looking at. I'm staring at it very hard. We all got the message? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Turn them over. I have a circle. Okay. All right, we did three that time. I did a little bit of the first time, didn't I? You got both of them. How many got it twice in a row? Just the one. Okay. Relax. This is not hard work. This is not hard work except for me. <laughs> okay, we ready? All right, I'm picking a card right now, and I have it. Everybody down? Everybody got a card down. Turn it over, let's see what you got. Okay, well, I didn't do very well that time. Look at, look at oh, how many of you thought I was holding a star. I got three out of three. In the first written test, JJ scored lowest. Now, it looked like he was coming on strong. I am making a choice, choosing, Okay, here we go. I'm looking at a card. Now, now I may, uh, uh, it may be any one of the five. I'm not going to try to trick you or anything like that. It may be any one of the five, and I have it. I have it. Be careful now. See if you can get what I've got here. Everybody down? Yeah. Turn them over. Let's see what you got. JJ, you did it again. Oh. That's four in a row. That's remarkable. Okay, very interesting. One more time. Okay, I'm making a choice. I have just chosen a card. Make a choice. Make a choice and put it down. Okay, you ready? All right, let's see how we do. Turn it over. JJ, that's five in a row. Five in a row. You sure you're not reading my mind? You must be. So something's happening between JJ and I. You're so close. There's a message taking place. Very interesting. Okay. It seems that even in an experiment as simple and as primitive as this, some patterns do develop. It's also obvious in this particular experiment that at least one individual showed a remarkable development of his ability to track in on his ESP power. It is possible that ESP skill is like musical ability something that most normal people can perfect with study and practice. Certainly, there are young virtuosos in ESP, just as there are in music. Performances by ESP virtuosos, if indeed that's what they are, attract a lot of attention. Public acceptance of ESP and other psychic phenomena appears to be increasing behavior that once got people burned at the stake. Researchers include ESP among other expressions of psychic power, like the professed ability of some to bend metal with their minds.
My son Christopher here, seated in front of you, is going to be the one that Dr. Lawrence Kennedy uses spoon bending to illustrate the power he believes everyone can be trained to use. We're using an energy that surrounds this planet that's here for all of us to use. This is coming from a source that you've all been trained to use. Everybody can do this phenomenon. It feels like one of those plastic swivel sticks, as I started to say, that has been heated over a candle and everybody see that or did it happen too fast when it goes it goes like right now how's yours doing Chris huh you getting there there you go Many investigators now believe ESP can be taught. At a farm in Afton, Virginia, a teaching experiment is about to begin. The farmhouse contains a modern electronic laboratory. It is the work of retired businessman Robert Monroe. He and assistant Nancy Honeycutt attempt to teach others how to separate mind from body. It is a feat Monroe has learned through trial and error. We're going to start off by putting the electrodes on. From this, we're reading the galvanic body response, and it gives us an indication of how relaxed you are, and then we can have some idea of how you're doing here. Do you hear me? Yes, I hear you clearly. How do you feel? Quite relaxed. That's very good, very good. Should I go through my regular breathing exercise? Just begin your resonant breathing exercise. Your resonant breathing exercise. Start it now. The experiment is designed to give people a new perspective on the power of their minds. Monroe's work is being paralleled on a somewhat larger scale nearby at the University of Virginia. At the American Institute for Psychical Research in New York, a man named Alex Tanos is about to undergo an elaborate test of his ESP powers. From an insulated cage, Tanos will try to project his mind's eye into a nearby lab, there to see an image projected on a screen. I'm now at the window, looking in. The window Tanus refers to is behind the researchers. Tanus must concentrate on seeing a symbol displayed against a randomly selected color. All right, Alex. Upper right hand red slave. Tanus' unusual powers are the product of long study and training at several scientific institutions. the University of California's Davis campus near Sacramento. Here, as elsewhere, ESP is undergoing increasing scientific scrutiny. Dr. Charles Tart is a psychologist. 
ESP is really the name for a paradox. It means something happens, information gets transmitted, and we don't know how it gets there, and we think it shouldn't get there given the way we understand the physical universe. I'd like to be able to say it's a certain kind of energy, but we can't say that. We don't know enough about it. What we have to do is start where other sciences started in their infancy, is simply observe what happens and hope we can find some regularities that will do it. The major point of my research is to start with college students, find those who have some latent ability to use ESP, and train them so they can use it strongly and regularly. That's what it's all about. Dr. Tart has chosen Karen Kamastia for an exhaustive battery of tests. This is the 10 choice ESP trainer that you're going to work out on today. What it basically is, is 10 different options. I'm going to go off in the next room in a few minutes, and I will randomly select one of these to be the target and try to send it to you. When I do, the green light will come on so you'll know I'm sending. What you want to do is do whatever feels right inside you to try and get an ESP impression. And when you've got it, push the button of what you think it is. Now, it makes it easier for me to send if you kind of run your hand around so I get an idea of when you're close and when you're not. Okay, and then once you push it, whatever the right one was, it'll light up in the circle and you'll be able to tell whether you were right or wrong and why you were right or wrong and just how so you'll have a chance to learn ESP. Okay? Mm -hmm. This TV camera is what gives me that ability to see what you're doing. This is the inside of the sender's chamber. And this is the TV screen that shows the receiver's panel. She doesn't have her hand on it yet because we haven't actually started the trial. You can see we have basically an identical panel here that the sender can concentrate on. And to actually start the ESP sending, I push this lever to choose and load, which randomly selects a number. I have nothing to do with it. It's done electronically. And then when I pull the present lever, the machine has randomly chosen target five. You can see that Karen's seen the ready light come on and is now beginning to move her hand around. And as she gets close to number five, I'm going to try to tell her that's it. This is the time for her to make a choice. And when she makes that choice, it's going to be recorded automatically on a typewriter. There she, now she paused over, but then she went on. Karen misses. The typewriter automatically records her selection and the time she took to make it. What I'm trying to do is work on a theory that says you learn anything by trying and seeing whether you succeed or fail. But you've got to know immediately so you can associate what your internal mental state is with whether or not you succeed or fail. I was going to do that one too. What I've been trying to do in research is give people immediate feedback as to whether they're right or wrong as they go through an ESP task so they can learn what goes with being right, what goes with being wrong, and then change their strategy. So when they start feeling those things that go with being right, they'll respond, and when they feel the things that go with being wrong, they'll wait or try to change their internal state. 
This, I hope, will be a key to better, more reliable ESP. Scientific thinking today about the brain assumes that basically consciousness is nothing but brain activity. All your loves, your fears, your hopes, uh, everything that matters to you eventually comes down to nothing but electrical and chemical impulses in the brain. And I think that's in many ways a true view. The brain is certainly important, but also a distressing view because it leaves out what we might call the spiritual dimension of man. Now, my research is aimed at finding out whether that spiritual dimension really exists. Is the brain really nothing but a blown-up computer of the sort anyone can buy now, just many orders of magnitude more complex? Or is ESP that something extra that people have talked about? village of Tiahuanaco, Bolivia. It is an old village, but the strange stone figures that watch over it are older still. Karen Getzler is a psychic. She has traveled all this way from the campus of Duke University to help unravel the mystery of the stones. Explorer David Zink has sent for her. Karen is considered something of a mystery herself. Investigators at Duke University have been baffled by the strength of her ESP power. She feels that the same kind of ESP power is evident in the debris of Tiahuanaco. Karen believes that the mysterious architects of these ruins had psychic abilities beyond the reach of modern men. There may be an important lesson here for we who are just beginning to explore the possibilities of the mind. How could a civilization with advanced psychic skills have vanished without a trace? Energy up here, and it's, it's a nice clear line coming up. And I yeah. can't believe that it would just be coming off of a couple of dumb pieces. Uh, it's, there's this Where's the main here. energy coming from? It's in a, a really clear line. Back towards Tiwanaku? Back towards Tiwanaku, but it's, it's in the ground, I think. I wish they could do some... I had a shovel. <laughs> Karen's psychic impressions of Tiwanaku lead her to think the ancients could communicate telepathically. Once this civilization reached full flower, Karen believes that instead of pushing toward new frontiers of thought, the ancients turned their minds against each other. Hopefully, we will not be so foolish. <laughs> 